Welcome to the Sales and Marketing Summit. Today we are joined by Casey Schaefer, the Director of Marketing at Sunset Transportation. Welcome to the summit and thanks for joining us, Casey. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so let's do some background. I know your origin story at Sunset, but not everyone does. So kind of where did you start and what was the marketing landscape path to where you are now, a top five national or 3PL nationally recognized brand? Um, well, so I've been with Sunset for eight years now. <clears throat> we started um, to give some scale. We started, when I started, it was about an $85 million revenue a company. And now we're approximately almost 350. Um, and the same time, we had around 90 people in the organization. And we're probably going to have over 300 by the end of the first quarter of next year, which is creeping up really quickly. So we've experienced some significant growth. Um, their, the marketing when I came here was more focused on internal events, and it was just a small company at the time. Um, my predecessors uh, who did marketing are still here, Lindsay Graves and Jill Gross, um, both did that before me. And so when I started, they really said, we need a focused marketing program. We're getting big enough where it needs to be a priority for the organization. Um, and then they kind of let me have free reign, which was... <laughs> which was awesome. I had a lot of trust from the leadership and um, we didn't also have one thing to mention also was that we didn't have a very strategic sales process in place. So when Tracy Mitri came to join our, uh, our organization, she came in as um, vice president of sales and marketing and then now as our chief commercial officer. But she came in and really helped um, align the two. And then that's when we started going down the route of, okay, let's create some goals. Like, what are we good at? What are, are we trustworthy? Are we, what's our culture? Um, let's focus on our strengths. Kind um, of those key things that, you know, make up a brand and everything like that. Yeah. Like that's where, you know, three PLs are not a rare gym, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, you find yourself having conversations with brand specialists that say like, okay, what are your strengths? And well, we, we, we broke our freight. So <laughs> really hard to differentiate, excuse me, differentiate yourself. Um, so it's been a long journey of, of building, I would say, but I'll let you, uh, so I'll let you when you guys, it's like you had to start with like, you guys, you guys kind of had to, the blank check to do whatever you wanted to do. Um, so when you started working on those areas to focus, what are those key areas that you guys were like, okay, this is part of our brand identity. This is something that we want to be known for. Uh, how did you guys kind of focus on those areas when you were um, starting to develop your strong marketing campaigns and brand awareness? Uh, good question. Um, I would say we really focused on brand awareness first. Um, like I said, there's not uh, a small number of 3PLs in the market. It's pretty saturated. So we wanted to differentiate ourselves as a brand first and work on just the awareness piece of it. Because without that, there's if you don't have any like culture or leg to stand on, it's really hard to stand out in the crowd. Um, we set some really some pretty lofty goals, I would say. We started and said, okay, we're going to be in the top 100, top 3PLs. And that for inbound, for us, inbound logistics is a good barometer and they've been a good partner. Sorry, Freight Waves. But um, they've been a good partner um, when it comes to adding credibility to our brand. And I think we, that first year came and we made it into the top 100. And then the next year, 
Tracy said to me, uh, I think we can make it into the top 10. And I like <laughs> cried and I was like, <laughs> I didn't cry, but I was like, uh, okay. And so that was a whole campaign. And so we learned from that and we made it. It, it was amazing and it was a really gratifying moment. So then we just kind of kept going. Um, so the brand recognition piece was extremely important to us. And I would say the, the figuring out of our culture was also very important because that's truly what we sell ourselves on is that we're a midsize 3PL that we can scale big or small. And we're right in that like mid market of manufacturers and distribution. And that's really where our bread and butter is and where we thrive. You guys are kind of like the Goldilocks of 3PLs. You're not, too, not too small. You're just right. Yeah. And we're super nice and we don't, but we don't invade people's homes without asking. <laughs> um, so you had the, probably you had the problem of, I have no resources, but I have an entire like, like, you know, marketing campaign to run. So kind of, how do you know? Cause you know, marketing's not typically one that's given the biggest budget to work with. Um, so how, how do you kind of identify what resources are the most important and where those marketing dollars are best spent versus some of those, Hey, I have a great idea for marketing. And you just go, maybe we don't do that. Yeah. Um, good question. The, I will say we, my team uh, for a long time, it was just for almost six years. It was just myself and Tracy, our chief commercial officer. So it was me doing a lot of the legwork. Um, being very efficient, wearing a million different hats and coming into, coming into work and having a game plan and then something blows up or a customer needs a presentation or, uh, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to move an office. Um, like there was just, it was, it was, it's been a little chaotic, but it's also like the good thing about marketing is that we plan a year in advance. Um, I don't know if every department is so lucky. I mean, we, people can bank on, people can bank on financials, but for us, we have to have like a calendar of PR, um, advertising, um, content that we want to write content that we produce regularly. So getting all of those things figured out was super important. And I, I, I mean, everybody asks about the promotional items. That's what people see the most. And that's absolutely what people have the most opinions on. Um, we we get in fights here, not fights, but like the funniest things, like mouse pads, and um, like we gotta have the mouse pads. Like it's just, you know, everybody wants a different hat, everybody wants different this and that, but we do a pretty good job of it. And so that's the stuff you see, and um, it's it's that part's really fun, actually. So how do you kind of weed out those bad decisions that might like, for example, if someone wants to do like some social media software that has like a $3,000 license fee, that's your basic, like half your marketing budget uh, for not swag related materials, but there's not really a good value add to your day to day. How do you kind of say like, this is a bad idea. We should spend our time doing something else. Luckily, uh, luckily, I, we are a very research driven team. Um, we just recently did uh, a full redesign on our company website on sunsettrans.com. And we put out a very extensive RFP for that process. And not a lot of people do that. A lot of people will call a marketing agency or a web developer and say, Hey, we need a new website. This is what we need. And here, figure it out. And I, for sunset, I'd say this is 
pretty core to Sunset's general philosophy is that we want to know everything up front. Like we would prefer, like I, I want to provide, I want to provide a vendor the most information I can. So we prepared a very detailed RFP and we knew exactly what we wanted. And um, the response from that was amazing. People were like, this is the best RFP we've seen ever. And I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> like that's, that's great. But like, it was also supremely helpful later down the line. So I think planning for those things and trying your best to even avoid those decisions, like very rarely. Yeah. There's been some things we've tried. Like um, there was a software that was a social media software um, and it was through a Salesforce and they, this, the product just really sucked. It was not good. And they ended up getting rid of the product altogether. But that was kind of, that was kind of an indication. We were telling our rep, he's like, why aren't you guys using this? And we were like, mm, it's not very good. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you're right. It's not very good. <laughs> and we were like, oh, okay, well, thanks. Um, so then we found some other things, but like, we just work really hard at not messing up the first time. And we make it easy doing that, but there's a lot of research and quiet time behind there, making sure that we're, because we, marketing's always scrutinized, right? Marketing's the easiest thing to look at budget and say, oh, is that really worth it? So <clears throat> I, I personally feel very responsible for the budget that I manage. So that kind of leads me into the last question. Um, it is a sales and marketing summit. So everyone, you know, has marketing plans, you know, the whole nine yards. But when it comes to swag, like you walk down the halls of a conference, you're looking at everyone else's swag, you compare it to your own. Do you, from a marketing perspective, kind of judge other people's swag uh, and compare <laughs> it to your own and say like, our swag is definitely better? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I've... I mean, it's more fun and games. It's more, it's more we walk in, we get ideas and we're like, oh, that's super cool. Or that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I mean, I don't, very rarely does the dumbest thing happen. But, and I <laughs> can't think of anything offhand. Most of the time we're seeing things and we're like, ooh, we should probably steal that idea. Um, because that's marketing. And if you say you don't. Uh, it's all original. We have all once copied or borrowed for someone. Yeah, nothing has ever been copied. Um, not, but. Um, more we look for good ideas or I think about like things that I would use like a really heavy duty tape measure for our drivers that have to measure like stuff when they're you know things that people would want to keep in their toolkits or like rubber gloves not rubber gloves leather gloves excuse me also maybe rubber it depends on if you're dealing with hazmat or something <laughs> but um, you know things like that we try to think of the recipient more than like competing with everybody else because at this point, we've we've established that we're not quite like anyone else. Yeah. So why wouldn't you have you know, pens and coffee mugs at a conference? You would have useful things that people like your yeah. the, the end user would actually use and enjoy. Yes. The worst thing for me is was like going to conferences and like I just don't like junk. I don't like trinkets. I'm not a trinket person. No offense to anyone that is, but I just it was always the worst thing. Like people coming back and being like, look at all this crap that I got from this trade show. And I was like, Oh, right. Like none of this is useful. I don't want to pack that home with me. Right. So, um, it was all about making things travelable and useful. Yeah. Kind of fits in the suitcase has, will likely get taken out of the suitcase at home versus left yeah. in the accidentally left in the hotel room. 
So when you're kind of looking for additional resources, whether it's hiring a team, hiring an outside PR company, what are things that you need to consider? Like the pros, the cons, you kind of touched on it when you mentioned that you guys have a very comprehensive RFP, but what are those things that make you really go, this is someone I want to partner with? Good. I think that's a really important question for marketing people. Some people are real, are full on agency people, but I also think it really depends on your size the size of company, the size of budget you have, and like really what you want to accomplish. There's a million different marketing paths that you can take. Um, for us, we've, we have a very, really a very good close group of outside vendors that are basically act as if they're part of our team. They're freelancers. Um, I have a graphic designer and a videographer slash animator, uh, a promotional item company, of course, because what everyone sees, and then a web development company who just redid our website for us. Um, those those vendors really make up our core team. But I think if you're looking for something bigger, then for sure use an agency. I for me, I'm a proponent of keeping things in house and doing what you can with your resources. I think that's the most effective and budget conscious, probably. But it just they're a, they're a part of our team as much as anything, and we couldn't do our jobs without them. So it's we're lucky in that regard. Okay, so just kind of make sure that you're, you know, they're on the same path as you, not just like we sign the check and you do the work, hopefully. It's like yeah. just really ingrain them. True, yeah, truly make them a partner, I think, and make force force those agencies to have a, have a role in your business because if they don't understand it, then you're just you're really paddling upstream unnecessarily. Yeah. Cause that's extra work that you have to now like educate them and like advocate for yourself with them. And it's, you know, you really just got to cement that partnership. Time, time is money and agencies certainly abide by that rule. <laughs> well, I think that's all about that we have for time today. If anyone wants to reach out to talk to you about your marketing plan or starting a one woman operation, um, where can uh, they find you? Oh gosh, they can find me at sunsettrans.com, but also my email is kschafer, K-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at sunsettrans.com. I'd be happy to chat. Awesome. Well, stay tuned for the rest of the summit. Mm -hmm.